0: coaching movement around the nfl how it could impact the 49ers down one assistant already now this offseason 49ers offensive coordinator a finalist for the miami dolphins job and tanking in miami and were the 49ers a victim of taking back in 2017 also crocs senior bull report coming up right now
1: you are locked
0: on 49ers your daily san francisco 49ers podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at the Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. If you used to watching the show on YouTube, probably recognize that's not Croc's normal background. Yes, he is in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. So we're going to get some thoughts from him from some prospects that are standing out so far this week at the college all-star game. And pretty important for the 49ers, right, to be scouting this Senior Bowl because a lot of the underclassmen that come out are big-time prospects are those first-round picks. So rounds two, three, four, five all the way through. Um, But especially the mid-round, where the 49ers have been really good in that mid-round area, a lot of those prospects are the ones you're going to be watching at Senior Bowl this week. Right, Croc?
1: Yeah, the 49ers, they've taken quite a few players from the Senior Bowl as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, yeah. Debo
0: Samuel was one of them. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about a 49ers draft back in 2017 in a little bit about maybe did they get done a little bit raw when it comes to them earning the second pick, the very first draft pick that the 49ers had in this regime for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Um, but first, before we get to some of that stuff, I do uh, want to let the folks out there know about GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code touchdown to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your very first tank this episode brought to you by get upside uh crock the 49ers have fired it looks like or potentially just asked him to take a pay cut and he didn't want to do that so he's not coming back I don't know if you officially call that a firing but tight ends coach John Embry looks like he is not coming back to the 49ers not only a uh, tight ends coach but also he was held, holding the title of assistant head coach this has me thinking a little bit, Croc. that since Mike McDaniel, the 49ers offensive coordinator, is a finalist for the Miami Dolphins job, uh, there's been speculation maybe Richard Hightower could go as well. Maybe the 49ers are looking at coaches, talking to some assistants around the league that they might be hiring, and realizing that they need that extra title, that assistant head coach title that John Embry had to entice some, maybe some high level assistant to come to the 49ers that they need to give extra money and titles to to even get him to come over to the 49ers. And maybe that's because it just doesn't add up because, you know, it seems like John Embry's done a good job, well respected member of the coaching staff. Obviously, coached up George Kittle from a fifth round pick to become uh, an all pro type of player. Is the assistant head coach title being held onto for maybe somebody like, say, Rich Bisaccia, who uh, was the interim and is a big time special teams coordinator that would probably have to you'd have to give a lot of money to um, if the 49ers wanted to improve special teams, maybe. And there's been speculation that Richard Hightower could go. Maybe it's somebody they need to bring in and give more money to give the title of assistant head coach because he's not going to be a play caller if he's Kyle Shanahan's offensive coordinator. if Mike McDaniels leaves. Do you think there's anything uh, to that?
1: You know, I've always been confused with what the hell an assistant head coach is. You know, it's like, you got the head coach, and I, I know, I mean, I've been a part of teams that have an assistant head coach, and I don't know what the hell the difference is between whatever they do and what they wouldn't do if they didn't have that title. So that part, I don't know. But clearly, it means something to Embry because it sounds like there's potentially more money involved in it. And if the reports are correct, All right, you guys got to bear with me. I'm losing my voice a little bit. If the the reports are correct, 60% pay cut? Like, I'm not like, no, don't ask me to take a 60% pay cut. Yeah, I saw that report too. And it's like, wait a second,
0: 60%. That doesn't even make sense. That's way too much. That's huge.
1: Yeah. That's like, if you, let's say he's getting paid a million dollars a year. You want me to go from making a million a year to 400,000? Like, no. Because when, I mean, we hear 60%. And depending on how much money you make, it might not be that big of a difference, right? But going from a million dollars a year to six hundred to four hundred thousand, like taking six hundred thousand off like that, that's a that's a big, that's a big deal.
0: Is that is there that much responsibility with assistant head coach? And is that how much that makes? Like do, do normal tight ends coach makes do, do does a normal tight ends coach make 400 K and a normal assistant head coach, that position is at a 600 K position. Is is it like that? Maybe it is. I, I wouldn't think so. 60% seems like a lot. And obviously you're going to say no to that if you're John Ambrick too. Right. So uh, I, I, yeah, that, that was an interesting report when I saw that. And that's why my mind went, well, it's gotta be the assistant head coach part of that. The fact that they might be, I mean, and we'll see who they hire as the assistant head coach. And, and maybe there's something to that. And they asked him to, to remove that title and, and take off whatever that pay was from, Uh, from his role and he wasn't having it. So John Embry won't be back with the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. Will Mike McDaniel be back with the San Francisco 49ers? And man, um, sort of a bomb that Brian Flores dropped with this lawsuit against the league. I mean, we don't have time to even get into all that stuff, but obviously racial discrimination, the sham uh, the sham co- head coaching interviews that he's been a part of and has evidence of those talking about <laughs> talking about John Elway showing up hour late and drunk head coach interview with the Denver Broncos, right? Like, did you see what uh, Elway said? No. What did he say? I didn't see the response. Oh,
1: actually, no, I think it's actually a spoof response. Oh, okay. It wasn't drunk, but it was something. Yeah, it was a spoof response. My bad. Look, it, My bad. So
0: I've, I've seen two uh and I haven't read the whole document and there's a lot of legalese in there. And it's like, makes you, makes me cross. eyed even trying to read some of that stuff. But, um, It was like, he. It was like, oh, they had clearly drunk the night before. It's like, okay, well, so what? You know, if they weren't drunk at the meeting, like you can drink the night before, whatever. But they were late to the meeting, and that was the thing. Are you like dragging ass and you're hungover because you drank the night before? I mean, there's uh, look, there's a lot of alcohol that's consumed in NFL circles, coaches, in front office people. Like, I don't think that should be uh, a secret. So if they drank the night before whatever, but if they're showing disrespect by uh, a sham of an interview and showing up late, then that's on its own bad enough, but if it you're actually like an hour at, if you're drunk at the interview, I mean that would be that would be ridiculous, but then there's the stuff about tanking, right? The, and this blows my mind, because this is something that you, you hear about tanking. Is this team tanking? And usually it's more of a front office thing. You take the talent away from a, a, a team, and they're, they're not going to win as many games. That's sort of like the natural tank that we've we've learned about but i've never heard this and now we have another coach not only brian Flores saying about the dolphins that owner steven ross wanted him to lose games told him told him they give a hundred thousand dollars per game that he loses that's insane and now hugh jackson who's head coach of the browns saying that jimmy haslam was telling him the same thing with the cleveland browns and and that blows my mind so before you to the browns part of things which might have actually affected the 49ers just go to Miami if you Croc are offensive coordinator of the 49ers Mike McDaniel and you hear all this about the Miami Dolphins and they offer you a job a team that that asked one of their coaches to tank and is going to fire you for winning too many games would you even consider that job I'd have a I would have a tough time and there's not many head coach jobs in the NFL this might be your only shot but that doesn't seem like a great shot and I think we're starting to see a lot of the reason why the Miami Dolphins haven't been very successful for a while now
1: I think the last thing you said was was key there. there. There aren't that many head coaching opportunities, but I mean, jobs open up every single year and you want to make sure it's the right job and not just the right job because people think so, but be, it's the right job for you. I, I don't think you want to take a job just to take a job, especially if you have a good, sweet gig and you want to stay involved in the organization. I mean, 49ers have some good things going for themselves. I feel like no matter what, if he's going to be offered a job this year, he'll be offered a job next year as well. And it might be a better suited job than a poorly ran organization, which is what's going on in Miami uh, for whatever reason. And asking guys to, to tank. You can't, you can't, nobody. Can you imagine someone going to Kyle Shanahan and saying, hey, Kyle, you know what? You need, you need to tank. Like, Kyle takes me as a person that I tell somebody to F off. Right. Like, yeah. Or, or, or what about like Jim Harbaugh? What if you go to Jim Harbaugh and say,
0: hey, Jim, I oh, want man. you to lose this weekend? What would his response be? <laughs> he'd
1: look – I mean, I, I, I couldn't even imagine. I, mean, I know he'd look at you crazy like, what, what, right. what are you talking about? Lose. Yeah. It's insane. He's not it, wired that way.
0: And and I, I don't think you want to tie yourself to an organization like that. And, and in the end, even if you don't get that head coaching job, you probably be better off for it because in two years or one year, you're going to be fired anyway. And maybe you got you could have gotten a better job in that time if you believe in yourself and you're in a good situation. And I think I think Mike McDaniel is, and I think he'll be just as sought after, if not more, next offseason than he is right now, uh, and maybe have a better opportunity and a better job. So, and speaking of speaking of Jim Harbaugh, that it's looking more and more like he's going to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Is that maybe one of the reasons why D'Amico Ryan's removed his name from consideration? for that Vikings job and didn't go to that sec- second interview because he thought it was a sham interview that they were interviewing only for one reason, because to satisfy the Rooney rule. And he didn't really have a shot to get that job because he knew that Harbaugh was going to be the head coach there.
1: Obviously this is a topic that, you know, it kind of frustrates me because we can see it. I'm at the senior bowl and I see Mike Tomlin walk on the field and I'm like, Oh man, it's Mike Tomlin. You know, you just look, I'm just his presence. Yeah. And then I'm looking and I'm like, He's the only black head coach in the NFL, and it—that's just the wildest thing to me. You know, are there not enough qualified guys? I don't think that's the case, but for whatever reason that you know, I, I don't know why. But the numbers—I mean, the, it speaks volumes to me. I I At 32 teams, one spot is occupied by an African American. Now you do have Robert Sala, and he is a—he—you know—he's a. He, he, you know, he's a, a minority but as far as african-americans go you, you got one in the nfl and you know Demigo ryan doesn't want to be a part of again a sham and he's probably looking at it like hey i have a good thing going here in san francisco if i continue to do the things that i believe i can do as a coordinator then you know i'll throw my hat in the ring next year and hopefully i'm the guy that people are approaching first and not because they want to fulfill some rooney rule and, and that's the issue with the rooney rule as well like you you know, there's that aspect of it. I mean, you hate that you, there has to be some type of incentives to hire African-American or minority coaches, you know, even with teams promoting them to uh, eventually receive draft picks back. You know, if, Oh, if I promote this guy to coordinator and he leaves, like, you know, why can't it just happen? Because this is the best guy for the job, you know? And, And it's frustrating. Hell at the senior bowl, And not to say that Nagy's not doing a great job. They're doing an awesome job. But the HBCU combine that they did, you know, rushed, uh, you know, guys only having three weeks to prepare for it. But, hey, this might be our only time to work out in front of a lot of these pro scouts. Uh, They also have four uh, head coaches from HBCU schools on the uh, rosters, two on one side, two on the other to help just to kind of bring awareness to these guys. And that's a whole another conversation because I spoke with one of them. You know, it's just, it's unfortunate the, the way that that is and the, the hoops that certain guys have to jump through to potentially get a shot to be a head coach when they're just as qualified as anyone else. It's frustrating.
0: Right. And And not only the climb to get one of those 32 jobs in the NFL, but also how quickly some of the coaches get fired. And how long of a leash some coaches have versus some other coaches, and not getting second opportunities. So uh, it's not even just getting the first shot. Sometimes it's getting the second shot, and and make sure you get the right first shot when you do. Um, like David Coley, like what's going? David Coley in Houston, like he had zero chance to to win games. Basically, they that. didn't
1: even want him. They they wanted yeah. they wanted McCown. Everybody knew, knew that it. they just justify hiring McCown who had no prior coaching experience, none. You you cannot
0: hire Josh McCown right now, especially if you're interviewing Brian Flores and you say, ah, Brian Flores, you know, we're going to, we're going to fire Coley who's in a no win situation who actually did a really good job for being in such a bad situation in Houston. And we're going to interview Brian Flores, but we're going to hire a guy who's never coached anywhere ever. Not a sink. He's never coached anywhere in high school. Or oh, high school, okay. <laughs> never coached in the NFL, not a quarterback coach, nothing. And he was essentially a quasi quarterback coach when he was a player, right? But uh, he's never been a coach, never, never done any of that in the NFL. Never You're coach at the uh,
1: collegiate level. level.
0: That's, that's no, I'm not buying that one. Not buying, and he might be a good coach eventually, but go take a damn quarterback coach job, then be a coordinator, then go become a head coach in the NFL, right? Um, so uh, anyway, so we got we, we to gotta move on. I have some questions for you about this tanking as it pertains to the Cleveland Browns and the 49ers not having picked number one in 2017, but having picked number two in 2017 instead. Uh, the 49ers making some moves for the future of their roster and Crocs Senior Bowl report coming up. An incredible app, though, that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called GetUpside. You've heard me talk about it before. I use the app. It's on my phone right now. I used it today. In fact, I knew I was going to get gas. You pull up the app. You look at the map. You say, I'm getting gas there anyway. Let's get some cash back from each gallon of gas that I get. Just download the free GetUpside app, and you can, too. Find it in the App Store, Google Play right now, and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. It's super easy. You just get gas. The cash goes back into your account. No, no, uh, no catch at all. That cash you can put into your bank account from your get upside account. You can cash out anytime to PayPal. Uh, You can buy an e-gift card, Amazon card, whatever you want. Just download the free get upside app and use promo code touchdown to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That is code touchdown touchdown with the get upside app crock speaking of tanking so we've heard two instances now both brian flores with the miami dolphins and now hugh jackson coming out and saying that he was told as head coach of the cleveland browns to tank and lose games on purpose so they could get a better draft pick which they successfully did during the 2016 season earning the number one pick in the 2017 draft, the team that if they did not potentially tank, that would have had the first pick in the 2017 draft, that would be our San Francisco 49ers crook And I was, when I heard the Hugh Jackson thing, and I thought, wow, Cleveland Browns too, huh? This is pretty insane. And then I was reminded by uh, Jeff Deeney, a good friend of the show from Pro Football Focus, that very last week, game 16, week 17 of the 2016 season, it was the Cleveland Browns against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I watched this game because, you know, we were hoping for uh, the number one pick in the draft for the San Francisco 49ers. And the Browns, all they did was have to win this one game. And the Steelers did everything possible to allow the Browns to go win the game. Cleveland had first and goal from the Pittsburgh five-yard line in the final minute of a tie game. And their running back, which I believe was Isaiah Crowell, fumbled the ball away at the goal line and I think he, like fumbled it through the side of the end zone. So that meant man and man is a touchback, and the Pittsburgh Steelers got the ball back. So all he had to do was not fumble, walk into the end zone. The 49ers have the first pick in the NFL draft, who became Miles Garrett, by the Miles way. Miles Garrett. That was that was the prize in that draft. And the 49ers ended up with the second pick, moved back one spot with the Bears. They drafted Solomon Thomas, moved back in the first round, ended up getting um Ruben Foster as well so it was a huge whiff of a first round for the San Francisco 49ers and and how different would that have started for the Niners to start with Miles Garrett at defensive end with this regime right you wouldn't even have had to. you probably would have been too good at that point to get Nick Bosa but you wouldn't have needed Nick Bosa in the 2019 yeah. game, right so anyway. Yeah. Um, Got
1: Solomon Thomas instead.
0: (laughs) Right. So that was was in regulation. So this game stays tied, and it goes into overtime. So what happened in overtime? Cleveland had first and goal again at the two-yard line, lost 14 yards from the two-yard line, and settled for a field goal, and then Pittsburgh came back and won it with a touchdown in overtime. So they ended up losing, the Browns did, and ended up with the first pick, (laughs) and the Niners ended up with the second pick in the 2017 draft. And... I didn't think about it at first until Jeff told that story, and then it, it vividly came back in my mind watching this game because it looked like a team trying as hard as they could to lose. Was Isaiah Crowell in on it? It's like, hey, here's a little... If you're going to pay the coach $100,000, why would you not play a pair? Play, pay pay a player $100,000? And if you're Isaiah Crowell, then you're like, I was the seventh round pick or maybe undrafted. He had some problems in college too, right? There were some concerns with him. That's the player you go to. Hey, fumble on the goal line. Here's the hundred K. And he's like, sweet. Thank you very much. Doesn't matter to me if we lose or win this game, we're bad either way. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know, I, but that looked like a tank. If there ever was a tank, that was the most unbelievable loss I've ever witnessed as a fan of NFL football. And that would be evidence number one that a team was trying to tank because that was, that was the most impossibly impossibly blown game I've ever
1: seen. Yeah. I remember that game. Incredible. I believe RG three was the quarterback for the, uh, for the Cleveland Browns in that game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, you know, in the 49ers on the flip side of it, did everything they could to win a game against the New York jets. Excuse me. Late in that season with Colin Kaepernick, uh, Willing, like a come from behind win, I believe it was, and scoring like a basically a walk off touchdown to win that game in the New York Jets. So, uh, yeah, Forty Nine ers definitely had a different mindset. Definitely not a team that's getting incentives to tank. I mean, think about the the t- the team that started off one in ten. There was no tanking in that in that season either with Kyle Shanahan.
0: Or later on that season in twenty seventeen, the Forty Nine ers were. Yeah, what what oh and eight when they traded for Garoppolo, I think they did get the first win before Jimmy played, yeah. right? Yeah, so one and ten is that what it was, and then one five straight with Jimmy G, right? They could have had the, the number one pick in that draft too if they wanted to, but there was no tanking. They're trying to win, and, and they actually turned the thing around late and really wrecked their draft position.
1: Hell, think of you know, a couple years later, uh just what 2020, where I'm looking at it, I'm like, stop winning now again. <laughs> I'm not giving them money to to, to, to lose. There's no Um, no,
0: uh, 100Ks coming out of Crocker's pocket.
1: Yeah, or there's not 100K coming to Crocker. All right? (laughs) So, you know, I'm like, man, like, I'm looking at them and it's like, man, you guys need to stop winning. But there there was never that doubt of fight in that team, no matter who was that quarterback. They went through several quarterbacks, had to finish the year with C.J. Beathard. They won a game with C.J. Beathard playing quarterback. Where even barely complete passes, I mean, no, no quit. So we we know one thing: the 49ers organization, they're not wired that way, that's for sure. And Jet York, he's the he's the leader of of that, bringing that mentality.
0: And, and you just look. Good, at all Matter of
1: the- fact, real quick, because you okay. talked about uh, Hugh Jackson, who kind of had, I mean, he was one in thirty-two or one in thirty-one, whatever, in two years, and still was coming back for another year. Where, you know, you look at what Jet York did; he had a, a five-win season by Tom Sula. <laughs> You're out of here. You're not the guy Two win season by Chip Kelly. You're out of here. You're not the guy. So clearly Jay York, he ain't playing those games.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Uh, And that's the difference between franchises like the San Francisco 49ers and and the Cleveland Browns, why they've lost for so long. Uh, The Miami dolphins are are not in a good place. They've continually hired bad coaches uh, or, you know, and fired the, the best coach they've had in a while and are trying to get that guy to tank and he won't play ball. And then you find out he's hard to deal with. Yeah, because you're trying to get him to lose games, and he's not about that. Uh, so th- that's crazy, man. Um, I don't think you want to tie yourself to franchises like the Browns and the Dolphins, if that's the case, right? You, you flat out don't. So we'll see if Mike McDaniel ends up being the next head coach, of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I, it might be a good career decision. I, I don't think it's ever bad for your pocketbook to become a head coach, even if it only lasts a year or two. But will in, in the end, would it would it hurt him, and would it be the smart move? I don't know. But we'll find out there. Next, I want to get to Croc's Senior Bowl report, but first, couple of notes on some futures contracts and some street free agents. The 49ers are already getting going for the 2022 season. Some familiar names on this list. One, Jordan Matthews, the tight end. He's continuing to transition to a tight end in the NFL. We saw him in training camp last year. Looks like he's coming back and going to be at training camp with the 49ers again. We'll see how his weight's looking, see if he's got that sand in the pants to be a, a tight end, and this time maybe stick with the team Um Alex Barrett, defensive lineman. Josh Hokett, fullback, familiar names to the 49ers. A few other names here. Alfredo Gutierrez, who was part of the international program and I think uh, had a free roster spot on uh, on the practice squad this year for the 49ers. And he is back on a futures contract with the Niners. How about this name, though? Keyshawn Johnson from fresno state i remember him coming out of the draft he got drafted by the arizona cardinals they took like four wide receivers one year and he was one of them and i liked him coming out of fresno state do you remember what your scouting report was on Keyshawn johnson coming out of fresno state a couple years ago Um,
1: he was a smooth solid receiver but i didn't have like this you know glowing take on him I, i just remember him being solid
0: yeah, he was solid. Day three guy. You know, I'm always paying attention when there's prospects out of Fresno just because it was close to where I grew up. Um, but he was sort of like medium size, medium speed, didn't really flash, didn't really blow you away, but seemed like a good receiver that could probably stick. So we'll see if he does Kinda stick. Kind of like a
1: Kendrick Bourne type. like you know, right? Like- yeah,
0: yeah. Similar style of prospect. Um, didn't take off like Kendrick Bourne did, though, unfortunately for him with the Cardinals. We'll see if he maybe can fill that role for Niners. Austin Mack, another wide receiver on a futures contract, a linebacker, Curtis Robinson, defensive lineman, Chris Slayton, wide receiver, Connor Weddington, uh, cornerback, Kadar Holman, tight end, Tanner Hudson. And that is it. So those are some of the names, street free agents of future contracts. The 49ers have been doing some work. Shout out to David Lombardi, who compiled that list that I just read from there. Next, let's talk senior bowl. Let's talk prospects, maybe some future San Francisco 49ers draft picks in Mobile Alabama and you know what you can find a bit online you can find draft props you can find Super Bowl props you can find uh, odds props more lines than ever before as we march toward the Super Bowl in just a couple of weeks here not only football basketball college and pro there is NHL boxing UFC live real-time updated Lines if current games when games are going on so go to betonline.net which remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 at bet online including some futures on maybe that 2022 20, 49ers maybe which uh, team is going to be signing Jimmy Garoppolo you can find tons of lines at bet online bet online where the game Starts with the ever-increasing number of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, standing in line, waiting for someone behind the counter to look at a screen that you can't see to maybe give you a part that's the only part that they have in stock for your vehicle when there's so much more at reliably low prices available at Rock Auto com i mean why would you let that guy use his computer and charge you 50 100 more for the same part when you've got a computer in your pocket and you can access rockauto.com and have that part shipped straight to you at home e- easy stuff too do you have jumper cables do you need some wiper blades go find it at rockauto.com i know and carpet
1: <laughs> yes yeah, carpet. some of you guys get a kit and they spill you know they got stains on the carpet you need new carpet <laughs> yes. the shampoo's not getting it out rockauto.com they got carpet for you as well
0: croc that's the dad life right there you got to keep that carpet looking good in your vehicle uh i, I can just picture croc being uh, halfway underneath his ve- vehicle trying to trying to fix himself up some stuff save a little bit of cash and you can do that at rockauto.com for all you do it yourselfers so go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about his box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car or truck could ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Croc, it's that time. What position groups are you watching closely? Anybody uh, jump out to you in the first couple of days of practices at the Senior Bowl so far that you can maybe look ahead and say, yeah, this, this guy might be a nice little fit for the San Francisco 49ers in the 2022 draft.
1: Well, there are definitely a few guys, but first I want to ask you, because I, I hear social media, right? I see social media. I see the t- what people feel like the 49ers need. I think I differ a little bit from them. I want to ask you if there are one position where you're like, you know what? If this guy is the highest on my draft board and the position the, the position he plays meets a need for the 49ers and he's be around, it was you know, he's in at the end of the second round. What position is that for you?
0: So late second round, late third round area. What would be sort of the top couple of positions if you're hoping that position is at I guess the top just in general. Board. Yeah. Uh, one of the I top
1: would... for you, 49ers need to address this this offseason in the draft.
0: I think edge long term is a big one. Edge. I think that's center, that's it. Center too. So you gotta look at those interior offensive linemen. Uh Max not yeah. getting any younger and if you have a center, he can probably kick out and play some guard if Mac comes back for another year. So center and Edge. Although Abelcom came on late in the season. mid-season, I thought Abelcom, no way he was going to be getting a contract for the 49ers in 2022, but he might have earned that money, so it might push Edge down a little bit, just knowing that you could potentially re-sign Arden Key and you have Bosa and you have Abelcom. Maybe that would take Edge out of the top, but Edge is always a need. John Lynch is always going to lean heavily on defensive line, so I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if defensive line and edge was the first position the 49ers drafted. And I was a little bit shocked and a little bit uh, disappointed that they didn't draft a guy in the second round last year who was one of my top couple of guys uh, on the board when they drafted Aaron Banks, and uh, that was uh, Aziz Ojalari out of Georgia. I mean, he was the exact perfect fit for what the 49ers needed, and they passed on that last year, got a big-bodied guard. So maybe this year they flip the script and they pass on the center that I've been talking about, Maybe go with the Edge in the second round. But you have some names yeah, there well, at Edge? Is that is that what you saw out there flashing
1: for you? Yeah, one, one guy. I, I don't know if he's gonna be there when the 49ers pick. Uh, this first guy I'm gonna talk about, but Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. And if you want kind of more of a really cool breakdown of it, go over to the locked on the NFL draft show. Listen to it with myself, Ryan Tracy, Rob Ring, and a guest, one of my buddies. I brought him on. He's a defensive line guy. He played defensive line uh, professionally. He coaches. He trains those guys up in Minnesota. And he was talking about uh, – he. there were a lot of things that he really liked about Jermaine Johnson and some of the things that he's doing that he's seeing at the senior bowl. Also, uh, our guy uh, uh, Mafi, uh, Boye Mafi out of Minnesota, 6'3 half, uh, 255 pounds. He won, he's won every single one-on-one rep so far on the end also slid into a three tech and was able to beat guys there with speed. He's out of Minnesota. That's another terrific job. So I think Boye has more of an opportunity to potentially be there uh, late second round. I could see that happening. Boye Mafe, uh, not sure about Jermaine Johnson. He, he might have played himself into the first round. I mean, uh, he, he's been a monster there.
0: You can make yourself a lot of money, and if you meet the height, weight, speed criteria the teams are looking for, you have a big week at Mobile, Alabama, and you play a position that is highly in need for almost every roster in the NFL, like edge rusher. And I'm looking at uh, listed 6'5", 265. Did you see what he weighed yeah, in?
1: I, uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to try to see if I can find his uh, senior ball weight.
0: Yeah, because uh, that's that's ideal. I mean, that is prototype defensive end 6'5", 265 if you can win off the edge as a pass rusher yeah he he, jermaine johnson could absolutely be making himself a ton of money at the senior bowl he
1: he stood out day one and today he might have even been even better he was like the winner day one might have been even better now another position that people are you know really excited about i actually talked to one of these guys and i asked him hey what do you think about the opportunity of potentially teaming back up with your college quarterback Trey Lance. And of course, I'm talking about Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. 6'4", 211-pound receiver. And I know a lot of people are like, man, 49ers don't need they don't need a receiver. They got Juwan uh, – why am I blanking on Juwan's last uh, name? Uh, Jennings. Juwan Jennings. Jennings. Yeah, I want to call him Johnson. I don't know why. They got Juwan Johnson. I call him Johnson. Jennings. They don't need a receiver. But, one, this guy's a, a legit 6'4", 211-pound. So he's actually taller than uh, Juwan Jennings. And, and he's a lot of legit, fat. he's legit a 4 4 guy. they thinking 4 3. Now, to give my kind of report on him, you know, he's a guy that clearly anybody that watched, you know, you watched anything from trade dance to college, you saw this guy. Number one, you can't miss him. You can't miss him. I mean, he's making plays all over the play field. I mean, they gave him end arounds, they gave him vertically shots. Uh, I mean, everything. He's out running guys, but uh, the first day. I thought he did a terrific job making contested catches. I thought he did some really good things. He went on intermediate routes. He went with separation. Did a tremendous job doing that. But I'm like, I, I, can you outrun these guys? Well, they tell me you're running in the four threes, all right? Can you outrun these guys vertically uh, that aren't the, at the FCS level? You know, these are more, you know, SEC guys and stuff like that. Today he outran them. He, he? got he got behind everybody. Yeah, the balls. Uh, it was really uh, rainy. It was wet and rainy out there today. So, quarterbacks, the passes were slipping out of their hands at times. But he was getting behind guys. They won't be on highlights because so many of the passes to him downfield were underthrown. But, I mean, he was running by guys by three, four yards. I mean, easy target, and he's a massive, uh, you know, guy with size. So, uh, he's someone – there's always these guys where everybody's always going to go day – he might go day – or he might go early day too. You never know. With these things, I remember Keelan Dawson be like, man, Keelan Dawson, I hope he's around round three. Well, he went undrafted. So yeah. Christian Watson, there is a chance that he's there, maybe even day three, 49ers. This is the guy that I know you've been looking forward to seeing the 49ers get almost like a, uh, was it Tyrone Williams? What was his name? Uh, Williams the, from the Chargers, Six uh, four long. He could, he could win vertically down the field. I can't um, think of his name right now
0: there, there was Tyrell Williams
1: Tyrell Williams, there, there, Tyrell, Tyrell Williams. Yeah. so you know just that that There's, type like of guy
0: rangy yeah rangy speed guy and you don't have to be six five but you know six two with some size you know because Kyle Shanahan loves medium-sized wide receivers right and when he does get a fast receiver he's tiny and then when he gets a big receiver he's slow so like, can you get one receiver that's also big and kind of fast at the same time
1: Right? right. You've been, so, you've been waiting uh, on that and uh, I'm talking about it. Uh, this from is the guy.
0: The bulky area era. So like yeah. this has been going on for a while. Martavis Bryant. That was my dude in the in the 49 ers shadow draft. He's a little bit screwy upstairs, but um like that is the, the I mean that could really open up the offense having that sort of a downfield type of a th- actually Martavis Bryant is that a good comp for Christian Watson?
1: That might be. That might be. I mean he's a really good athlete. I mean yeah. really good. So and he and he has good bend. He's not like this big stiff guy. Think he moves extremely well. I, I think there's an opportunity for him to be there kind of late in the 49ers, be able to get him, depending on how fast he runs at the combine. Now, if he goes to the combine and he runs in the 43s, like some people think he will, I think he'll run like mid 44s. Four but if he does run the 43s, you might have to kind of reach a yeah, little exactly. bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he won't be there. And, looking at and, that, and, like pick, pick ninety three, late third round. I think that'd be a good area area to yeah. start, kind of maybe looking at a player like that if he was still available. But what I'm hearing from you, if you if you blow up and you and I've seen a lot of good reports from Watson. And I've seen a ton of good reports actually today from Jermaine Johnson, the edge you're talking about. Who, by the way, he weighed in uh six four and three two hundred fifty nine pounds, and had nice mm-hmm. arm length thirty four and 3'8. So anytime you get over yeah, thirty four, he like, might go first round. A prototype, and you're putting on a show. Yeah, it might price some of those guys out of where the 49ers are because they don't have a pick until 61, and their second pick is not till 93 overall, late third round. Hey. Um do have a bunch of seventh round picks though. So we're gonna have to start talking about these three seventh round comp picks that the 49ers are getting. Here we go. I might have a guy for and I, I don't the this is
1: another guy. I, I don't know if he lasts this long, but uh Calvin, gosh, I always forget the other name because his names he has like two first names. It's like Calvin the third, but there might be Austin Calvin. I don't. Jimmy Calvin. <laughs> it, I'm looking from up, Memphis. Uh, Memphis. From Memphis. I saw,
0: uh, Calvin Austin the third. Yeah, Calvin Austin. All right, I'll call he's him. names. Yeah, that's why it's confusing because he could be Austin <laughs> Calvin too. So it's Calvin Austin the third. And I saw a little yeah. clip from him earlier. Smaller guy, right? Maybe kick returner type from Memphis.
1: Five seven. So you know a little bit over five seven. He's not. He's not tall, but he is twitched up, he is explosive, he creates massive separation, he's turning guys around at the line of scrimmage They can't get hands on him and press, he's winning vertically, really just running right by guys, and I I haven't watched his college film yet, but I wonder if there is that pump return, kick return aspect to his game, which is a major hole for the 49ers. So if you're talking about somebody potentially their day three because he's undersized but has the speed, explosive ability, maybe could just be a guy where Hey, Travis Benjamin, where he comes in every blue moon. He might catch a couple, uh, a pass or two in a game, but hey, he can return kicks, can return punts, and he can bring that aspect that the 49ers are really missing. I think Calvin Austin III from Memphis can be one of those guys. He's just kind of vertically challenged with his height.
0: <laughs> it says that uh, during recruiting, he ran coming out of high school 438. So depending on if he kept that speed, maybe if he gained some weight and maybe won't run that well. Cause I've heard a lot of prospects you hear about guys like, Oh, this guy's going to blaze at the combine and they look fast and then they run four or five flat. You're like, Oh man, where's Richie James that I thought was coming. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. And look, the 49ers can use one of those too. Even if they drafted a guy in say round three or four, who was a bigger body type, uh, they, they, they need, they only have three wide receivers under contract. So if they add a more diminutive, um, little, Jitterbug type that can return kicks, they need that too. So double up on wide receivers. That's fine, yeah. and especially if the, those seventh round picks. Those are those are good players that can play special teams, and it looks like he does have some return experience as well. So um I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get to watching some tape on some of these guys. Oh yeah, here we go. Oh, we got we got punt return highlights from Calvin. Oh okay, okay. I like this. An insane 94 yard touchdown. I don't want to play it because I don't want audio to come up right here. But um, okay. I'm excited about this. Okay, I like this, crocs. Right. This is good. I, I need some names to start breaking down. That's what the listeners come to this podcast for in the off season for the draft content. And I'm playing catch up right now with all the prospects at the Senior Bowl, and I love it. And we'll continue to talk about that. We'll talk about it more next week when you get back from the Senior Bowl as well. Maybe a little bit more uh, tomorrow, too. A little bit of rain at the yeah. Senior Bowl.
1: Yeah, a little rain. Yeah, rain. A
0: little rain. Cool. Um, we've got to go here. We're out of time. We will definitely hit more prospects, more news with what's going on with the 49ers. We're going to start breaking things down position by position, looking at what some of those needs might be. We'll talk more about those and who's coming back for the 49ers, what they should be doing in free agency, what they could be doing in the draft, who are the best free agents out there to bring in, who are the best uh, trade assets, trade partners what positions they should be looking for in free agency versus the draft, who they should bring back in free agency that's currently on the team. So there's a ton to break down on the 49ers roster throughout the offseason, but that's why we do this every day, not only in season, but through the offseason as well. So hit that subscribe button, hit the bell, hit the thumbs up, and uh, everything you can hit so you know when a new episode of Locked On 49ers is coming, and thanks for making us your first listen every single day. For your second listen, got to go check out Croc and get deeper into the draft with Locked On NFL Draft Daily. I'm doing the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, talking about the entire league daily. We've got Q Myers doing Locked On Bets, the sporting world here on the network. Your team is covered no matter the sport. So if you've got a different uh, like if you're like Croc and uh, kind of a weirdo and you like the Lakers, there's a Locked On Lakers show for you. Too. <laughs> if you're a San Francisco Giants fan, and you're trying to figure out if they're going to uh, sign the latest phenom from Japan, which I'm hoping for. Um, you can find that at locked on san francisco giants podcast and and trying to figure out when maybe that lockout might end and if they're going to get back to ball and get back to spring training here in february your team is covered here on the network crock and i back
1: tomorrow right here locked on 49